and that's another episode. Give us a like and follow on Facebook and Instagram at Daily Dollar Show Podcast. And listen to us wherever you listen to your podcasts on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Day Late Dollar Short Podcast, Quarantine Edition. This is your boy, uh, Marlon. And your girl, BK. As you can tell by the introduction, uh, it was by yours truly, not by Martin. He had a um, family, well, definitely family. So I want to say our prayers to him uh, and his family. You guys have his number. I want to DM him, like let him know, like, hey, look, brother, you know, we're praying for you. Wish you the best. So, Martin, we got you back over here, brother. So, uh, today we have a special guest, uh, my fry brother, Mr. Uh, Lawrence Daniels, brother. Welcome to the podcast. Appreciate you, appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you. Thank you for having me, man. Absolutely. Uh, tell us a little about yourself. Uh, New Orleans native, um, graduated from Sumo. Members, member of AFIA, as my brother just said. Um, sure. I'm a proud black. I can say that. I'm a proud <laughs> black person. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. That's what's up, man. And know, too, uh, you actually requested to be on the podcast, which we uh, truly appreciate. So mm-hmm. uh, what made you want to come on the podcast? Um, I saw I saw you um posting it, you know, on Instagram and things like that. And I saw, I saw, uh, a few, a few of the topics you spoke on, I feel like it was a, some real good topics. And you know, when we did that that big old Zoom call with the, uh, the EU group, we was just talking about a lot of different things. And I feel like I just that kind of clipped them head. I'm like, man, I, I want to be on Ballin' Podcast, man. That'll be cool. Bro. Hey, man, truly appreciate that, bro. Like when we do this thing just for fun, and people want to come on, I mean, that's that's what's up, you know. So we'll hop right into it. Um, first topic, which is made, you know, headlines, uh, which I quarterback, uh, not mine. You know, don't start right. that. Don't do that, Marlon. <laughs> do not start that like that. Bro, when I tell you, like, I you was know, literally like, this, laughing the past, like, 48 hours over this. Like, I was just literally just watching this, you know, thing unravel. Uh, Drew Brees making comments about, you know, he was going to greet people, you know, kneeling, disrespecting the flag and whatnot. So... I'm going to turn it over to you first, BK, uh, your quarterback, and uh, what do you think about everything that happened? <laughs> so, you know, I'm like a diehard Saints fan. I'm sorry for you. Saints tattoo and everything. <laughs> I love my black and gold. Cover it but... up. No, I'm not covering it up. <laughs> um, I wasn't surprised. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't surprised. I, honestly, I didn't feel some type of way about it because he said it before. So when the first time he said it, for me, you know that saying, like, the icing on the cake? Yeah. yeah. The first time he said it, the cake was baked. Okay. We didn't icing it yet. The first time he said it, I was like, mm, I'm going to let him slide. I'm going to give him a pass, which I shouldn't have. So I'm going to call myself out on it. I shouldn't have. But I was like, okay. When he took the picture with Trump at the game, that was my icing on the cake. So at that point, I kind of cut my emotional ties to Drew Brees because you can't be down for the cause, but also fuck with the enemy. So I was like, you know what? Mm, He said it before. He said it before, so I I couldn't get upset. Um, But I do feel like he pissed off a lot of people. Yeah. Like his teammates, um, Michael Thomas is somebody I wouldn't want to piss off if I have to work with him, because I, I think he's super vocal, and that's what I like about him. He he stand up for how he feel. Like he don't have a problem with saying, "You was wrong, my nigga. Like you was all the way wrong." And uh, your boy spoke out too. Alvin Kamara, Cam Jordan, right. like mm-hmm. a lot, like. So did you uh, accept his apology? Like, so he did a uh, he he did a post on Instagram and he did a video. I I feel like, let me just say this: I do not think he's a racist. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't think he's racist. I I always compare him to his children because I met his children once, and I know how white privileged kids act. And when I met his children at the time. 
I met the kids and I met Brittany and she was sweet as pie, sweet as Southern white pie. And his <laughs> kids were like, you know, they were, they were, they were very respectful. Um, they were at an old job that I worked at and they named their like toys after every player on the team, but they named it after every black player. And the way they spoke about these players, it was if they were best friends. So I think Drew is the type of person that says, oh, I don't see color. And he teaches his kids not to see color. I don't think he's a racist. I I think he didn't want to answer a difficult question. So he shifted to the flag. Because the protest is is not about disrespecting a flag at all. Um, I just think it was a a difficult question he didn't want to answer. Um, do I accept, accept his apology? No, because I feel like you should have said that first. Mm-hmm. That would have been the perfect time to say what you said. Oh. You know, I respect the flag because it's my grandfather, blah, blah, blah. But I also stand and unite with the black people because Ooh. I understand what the black community is going through. Right. Uh, Lawrence, uh, what's your takeaway from everything that happened? Um, you know, man, people go, people go have their they opinions on, on whatever topic and they go feel how they feel. All that is cool. There is no way that anybody can convince me that Drew Brees does not possess the common sense to not say that shit in this point in time. If that's how you do that was just not the right time to say it. Or you should have shut the fuck up. Like no. Yeah. It just, it just wasn't it wasn't cool. Especially because you you didn't you didn't even speak on 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 uh the oppression of the protester. You know what I'm saying? What's going on right now? You, you made your statement and you left it at that. Now if he had made his statement and then went on to expunge on how he feels about what's going on, then I may feel differently. But you just left it at that and then let people take off with it and now you wanna apologize. Fuck no, I don't accept that shit. No. I mean if I right, see something, I if I see him start doing something, you know what I'm saying? Then I'm, I may I may that may sway my mind on how I think, but as of right now, I feel like you just trying to cover your ass, big dog. Right. right. And 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 I agree. And like that's what I meant in a sense of saying how you feel about it, like with your grandfather or whatever, and then touching on what happened. Because that's what they asked you. They asked mm-hmm. you about the situation with George Floyd. It wasn't about, oh, how do you feel about protesting to the flag? And this is where I come, like, I feel heavy about it because why I get so angry, my great uncle was, and great, great uncle served in the military. And his name is now mentioned now one time in that World War um, one or two museum that they have down there. So I feel like when you mention that your grandfather fought in this war, you also have to think at that time about the black people that fought with him that came home to bullshit. Mm-hmm. So if you want to talk about the flag, I want you to talk about it in that nature too, because if you want to break it down, that's what they dealt with back then. Like they fought for mm-hmm. a country, they laid their life on the line for a country who did not fuck with them. So when you bring up your grandfather, you have I to know. think about the black grandfathers as well. If you if if you wanna if you wanna break it down, Drewski, and talk about the flag. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally think when he first answered the question, like it was like no hesitation. It was like straight from the heart. Like he knew what he was saying. Mm-hmm. And then once the backlash came from like That's LeBron <laughs> James, like you know, just Ed Reed, like all these people, like all these athletes got in his ass. And Michael Thomas, his own teammate, Kamara, that's when he said, oh, you know, my bad, y'all. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. And then, uh, then on top of that, later on, we'll make a video. I'm like, bro, you're doing too much now. Like, but I think he made you're that doing video, too much. He got a lot of heat from making that video because people was like, so you gave us how you originally felt on mm-hmm. footage, but then you got your PR person to type up an apology. Right. They got backlash for that, so you figure, I'm I'm gonna just do a video. I'm like, all right, you know what? Nah, bro, you you just need that. Did you see Gail Benson's um, note, or like letter to the black community? Uh -uh. Mm Uh-uh. I'm more than sure Drew Brees saw it. And basically, he went against everything that his owner 
of his of his team just said. So I'm just I don't know. Like I don't want to boycott the season, but I feel like I'm gonna have to. Like yeah, like, you know, I crazy. Can't, like I can't support it. Like I can't. So my mom is a season ticket holder. And she just got a Twitter. She just got a Twitter. <laughs> and she tweeted <laughs> at the Saints, I'm boycotting this season because of Drew Brees. Like, yeah. it's like, this is a real thing. So, right. uh, I don't know, Drew. I mean, off. I think right now. He's off the wrong city, bro. He definitely yeah. pissed yeah. off the wrong city. But I think over time, it'll, it'll, get over, it'll pass us over. I mean, right now, it's well, off season. he don't season. have that much time, Marlon. He's about to retire. So, he might I'm just saying, like. He might as well just shut it down right now. Because he ain't doing he that. Too much money. That, it's too much money. He ain't missing no. that. He ain't well, doing that. they gotta find they they gotta find something else. Because <laughs> he ain't gonna work over time. We don't have that much time. Well, I'm just saying, like in the middle of the season, this whole like conversation won't exist. Well, yeah, and, and see that's I mean. that's my point of wanting to stand firm on how I feel and say, you know what, I'm not gonna watch a game. Because yeah. by next week, this conversation is not going yeah. to exist. Let, us, let people... us win the first. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. Um, let us win the first two or three games. Drew Brees could say anything the fuck he won't. <laughs> like the city right. could be back behind him. <laughs> right. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like, I've already seen people on my timeline saying, like, so y'all motherfuckers took up for Wayne, but you're not going to show Breeze that same. And I'm like, oh, my God, both of these niggas need to be in timeout. Right. Wayne yeah, and Breeze true. need to be in timeout. Yeah, because Wayne, both I don't, I don't give a fuck. I don't care if 150 million police officers saved your life from you shooting yourself, you fucking idiot. Right. That's <laughs> not what we're talking about right now. You're praising not this man for doing right now, his bro. job. Like, like, what? It would not surprise like, me if Wayne uh, voted for Trump. It won't surprise me if you do. No. Let me tell you something. I stopped fucking with Lil Wayne after Katrina. After his comments he made after Katrina is when I was like, nigga, fuck you. Wait, what did he say after Katrina? He was like, I don't remember the whole conversation, but somebody had asked him, like, hey, like, you know, the, the city, people lost everything. Um, how Have you donated or something like that? And his response was like, well, I lost my house too. Nigga. You have houses in other places that regular people don't have. Like, like Miami, Cali. Like, if you felt that way, I think celebrities don't understand. You have to watch what you say. Mm-hmm. Even if you feel some type of way, you got to coat that shit. Because the yeah. people that's broke, that's underneath you, if you want to look at it like that, are the people that's putting money in your pocket. So I feel like celebrities always have to be conscious of what they say. And Wayne just be running that raggedy ass mouth, pissing me off. And it, it pissed me off when he, because every time he tells a story, because he didn't, he didn't tell the story in multiple interviews. Every time he tells a story, he always tells a story on how multiple police officers kicked the door in and like multiple five of them women. jumped over him. And only one, nigga, highlight the fact that five of them jumped over you and you was a little boy on the ground bleeding out. Like, let's talk right. about that. Fuck, right. fuck the one that did help you. We're not talking about him right now. We're talking about the five that didn't help you. He always highlight, he always say the black officers went in to look for drugs and a white officer was the one that saved my life. <sighs> All right, cool nigga. Okay, we get the fucking picture. So uh speaking of the police, you know, the police have uh, made a lot of headlines and with these riots slash protests and everything. You know, some taking knees, you know, with the people, some have been, you know. Let's face it, beating the shit out of uh, of random people. So, do you think that them taking the knee is just good publicity, or do you believe it's real in some of these communities? I I I, I feel like it's I feel like it's publicity. I feel like some of them can have um, true intentions, but. The, the 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 reason that we're protesting, we're not looking for solidarity with police officers. First off, that's the first thing I'm getting upset when I see people like at the rally saying, "Take a knee with us, take a knee with us, take a knee with us." No, we're not fighting for solidarity. We're fighting for them to hear why we're protesting. We're not protesting for us to sing kumbaya. We're protesting so police officers can get better training, so you can stop stereotyping black men, so you can stop killing these black people. 
So when I see them take a knee, I'm like, mm, would you would have done that if the cameras wasn't there? Mm-hmm. Doubt it. They, but they're showing their true colors. They're showing us exactly what we're fighting against, police brutality. The constant videos that I see. I just literally watched a video yesterday of a man in Crown Heights get lit up literally like 20 times wow. on, on, on Instagram. So imagine what the fuck they're doing when, we, when they don't have cameras. Mm-hmm. So for me, for me, it's a no. For me, it's, it's, it's stop trying to go out there and get them to understand where you're coming from because they don't. They're going to tell you, oh, yeah, I understand what you, where you're coming from. Just don't riot so I don't have to tear gas your ass. Y'all understand where you're coming from so I don't have to shoot your ass with a fucking rubber bullet. Yeah. It's I just the camera. I know because I think I sent you, uh, you and Martin, a... Um, a link from the Hollywood Unlocked Instagram page in which um, there was two cops in LA. They were looking around to see if I was watching them and they're beating the shit out of this random person. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying to you, Lawrence, it was like, they were just literally like looking to see if anybody's watching, any cameras are out, any phones are out, and they're just beating the shit out of somebody. It was like, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and can you imagine how many times that happened to black people, black and brown people? Uh, like, could you just even imagine how many times police officers are dragged the nigga in the alley and will your ass out? Yeah. I could probably guess the highest number and still be well. Right. It's yeah. Crazy. I know you went to um, a protest here in New Orleans, uh, Lawrence. So tell me what that was like. Uh, it was, man, it was... Um, I can't even really describe it in words. It was kind of surreal, you know what I'm saying? Um mm-hmm. In a in a good way, you know, I had I never thought I would see that many. First of all, I never thought I would be doing the same things that they were doing. You know, what I'm saying I was learning the history books when I was in second and third grade about civil rights movement and and all these walks and protests and stuff. I never thought I would be doing that for this type of thing anyway. Um, so just to have just to see all those people out there, man, it was crazy. It was crazy. Right. It was really like like I want to say like seven thousand people out there all at wow. one time. Um. You missed all the tear gas too, huh? Like you weren't yeah, there for that missed, part. The crazy thing was the whole time I was there, you can ask Nathan and um Nathan and Mike and them. The whole time I was there, I was saying I wanna go walk on the bridge because uh seeing them walk on the bridge the day before, I was like, Man, that's crazy. I wanna do that. You know, I wanna um I wanna stand for that or whatever. But um the people who were leading it, they said that we could go to businesses. So we we first went to Wendy's because you know they they put money into Trump's uh campaign. And we like surrounded Wendy's and they cut their lights off and all that stuff. So we, they said they was mm. moving to, um, they was moving to some, I forgot the name of the restaurant, but it was on, it was off Washington, the magazine or something like that. So, um, once we walked down a few more blocks, me and, um, me and PJ had just dipped off cause I had to bring him back to his car. So he had, he had to get home and stuff like that. So, um, as soon as I get home, I'm, I take a shower and stuff. I look on the internet and I see they got, they got tear gas and like, uh, forced off the bridge. I'm like, what, what, what is this? Right. So, um. Yeah, man, but it, it just, it was crazy because I was watching a video and they had a line of the uh, police and it was in a riot gear and stuff like that. And uh, the people just walked up to them. I mean, they were, they were aggressive. I'm not going to lie and say they weren't aggressive, but it was like, it was still peaceful. They were just really, really trying to get their point across. One of the ladies who were in the group of people who were leading us, she uh, walked, she got past one of the uh, riot people and she was talking to the officers behind him. You know, telling them, like, you know, come walk with us, take a knee with us, and, you know, this and that. And that's when they started throwing the tear gas. Like, as she was talking to them about kneeling with us, oh, wow. walking with us and all that, that's when they started doing all that type of stuff. So, I mean, I, I got to agree with BK. Like, is is they don't – they're trained not they, – it's almost like they're trained not to understand where we're coming from. Right. Like, they're, not, they're not stupid. They have common sense. They know what's right and wrong. Mm-hmm. But, you know what I'm saying? They they have training. They have somebody to answer to. They have this is their job. This is their career. This is how they make their money. So they're not gonna go against that because a whole bunch of people want uh, want them to nail and walk with them. Mm-hmm. It's not work that way. Right. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, I agree. Like they, they they and that's what goes back to my saying how police officers need new updated training. Um, I, I feel like they train them to be robotic. Yeah. Like. You bleed blue. Yep. The person that's next to you is the person who back you have at all times. 
And I think that's where the disconnect comes when you try to connect the community and police officers is that they don't understand. They don't get it. They don't, they, they don't want to get it. Like Lauren said, they, they have common sense. They see what we see. So it's like, how could you not, under, like, how could you not understand or have sympathy for these people who are fighting for your ass when you take that fucking uniform off? Because when you take your uniform off, you're just a black man. Right. You don't have that badge on to save you unless you win that motherfucker 24-7. You don't have that badge on you to save your ass. When you step out your door on your off day, you're just another black man. Yep. But even with that part of having that common sense or just having sympathy, like the situation in Buffalo, like if you see you know, your, ran, your, your, your brother or your, your fellow officer and knock somebody down, they're bleeding from their head. Wouldn't like common sense like say, damn, let me they check on this guy. They didn't do they that. They don't care. And let me tell you, you have to look at the places where most of these incidents are happening. Like NYPD are, no, are notorious for police brutality. LAPD are notorious for police brutality. So then people don't give a fuck. Like if you have 57, 57 officers say, I'm going to resign because I feel like what you did is wrong. That should tell you something. That should tell you about your intake. Who are you hiring to be in your department? This man was 75 years old. Yep. Like that could have been, that could have been my grandfather. That could have been your grandfather. Cousin, that was somebody, yeah. right. You're going to knock this. How much of a threat was he? Just moving to the side. And then the, the, the part that pissed me off was the protesters who was trying to run to assist him. Oh, they shoved him out the way. They pushed him back. And I'm like, we see this. But you steady telling us, oh, no, he tripped. So you're lying. You telling me my eyes are lying to me. That's yeah. bogus. That's bogus. So at these uh, and the norms are protests are long. So everybody wearing masks. I mean, you guys are wearing masks, but for the most part, was everybody wearing masks? Yeah, everybody was. Um, everybody was masked up. I don't. Yeah, like, I can't recall seeing anybody who didn't at least. You know, a lot of people had their masks down because they was chanting and stuff like that. Yeah. I can't. I don't remember seeing anybody without a mask at all. Like something wrapped around their face or something like that. Because it seems like do you forget that we're through a p pandemic right now. It was COVID-19 still exists. Like, people are still, like, going through these programs. It's a good thing. But at the same time, it's like, you know, we still have this virus we're dealing with. Yeah. So I was making sure everybody stays safe out there. You know, because we can't forget about COVID-19. We're still in this pandemic. And this is... Right. Because the, the news narrative then completely changed. We went from oh, yeah. stay inside... Stay six feet apart to now it's like you don't hear anything about social distancing. But for me, I'm like, mm, I gotta watch that. Like once once people heard that it was African Americans who mostly get affected by COVID, I felt like people started to ease up. That's when you started to see these white people going protest about opening up their state, opening up their cities. They started to kind of let let their foot off the off the pedal. So that's why, you know, I've been wanting to go to a protest for the longest, but I, you know, I have my little brother who has asthma. I have my grandmother that I live with. So I'm just trying to be conscious of not going around too much because mm -hmm. I don't want to get anybody sick. But, you know, I'm glad that y'all are taking precautions at the protest. Please, <clears throat> please keep on your mask. Yeah, well, uh, is your family uh, safe and everything with uh, COVID-19? Yeah, they, um, they all good, man. They all good. Um, I was always... How can I say this? I don't want to say that I never felt like the, the COVID, the virus was like not serious. I always thought it was a serious thing. I just don't think what they told us about the virus was was specific to what it actually was. You know what I mean? I Got think you. the virus, from what I've seen, from what I've like observed from people who, from people I know who had it and um, survived it and things like that, I don't think I think it was very harmful to a very specific type of person who has specific type of problems already. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I right. mean? Um, I don't think a person with a quote unquote good immune system would come in contact with that virus and be affected by it harmfully or at all. You know what I'm saying? For that matter. Mm. They made it, I think they made it seem like it was something that, that was like some, you know, resident evil dawn of the dead type stuff. And yeah. I don't think it was, I don't, I don't think that's the type of seriousness it was. 
I agree. I agree. Um, and I agree because I have a friend. Her father um, had got COVID. He tested positive for it. And he has cancer. And she was worried. I was worried about it. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, you know, what? what is going to happen? And they decided to, like, they was like, no, we're not letting our daddy stay in this hospital. And he mm-hmm. went home and he fought it at home and he fully recovered, like, in a few days. And I think towards like the end of Aprilish, I started to like do kind of, do kind of like my research, and I started finding these nurses, specifically in New York, these nurses and doctors who were releasing videos about the the virus. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the videos are basically like people were dying because they were put on ventilators too quick, or right. people were dying because. They didn't know how to treat it in the hospital. They were doing mm-hmm. things like experimenting on people or making careless mistakes. So I think that's like the main thing. Yeah. So I always try to tell people, you know, if you do contract COVID and you don't have to go to the hospital, quarantine yourself. Try to sweat it out. Try to drink as much uh, hot fluids as you can. But try that shit. Try to get that shit out at home before you go to the hospital. Because I know a lot mm-hmm. of people that have been put on ventilators that didn't need to be on ventilators that passed away. Right. And that was that was another thing for me. Um, it's like, okay, I'm about to go to this testing site, get this fucking foot-long stick stuck up my nose all the way to my brain, and then <laughs> if I re- if they, the test come back positive, you're going to just tell me the same thing you're telling everybody else whether they have it or not. Yep. So what I'm going to do is not get the foot-long stick stuck up my nose, stay my ass at home, and just act like I have it and take all these uh, drink all these uh, teas and all this stuff anyway. You know, vitamins. So your vitamins too. Vitamin yep. C, vitamin D. It's not like y'all can help me anyway. So like, what's the point of me even going to y'all? Right. Yeah, I feel, I feel the same is, way. Yeah, that's true. I ain't even bothered going. Like, I already just, I said, fuck yeah. I just take my vitamins right. to keep it moving. Yeah. So you well, know anybody personally, uh, Lawrence, who had uh, COVID nineteen? Yeah, my girlfriend. They said that she um. Okay, so our birthdays are around the same time, right? Mm-hmm. My birthday March first. Her birthday is March fifteenth. We did this thing leading up to her actual birthday. Um, it was kind of like this four day uh, celebration where we went to the skating ring and all these activities and events and things like that. So um, afterwards, she got she got it was like a world bad cold. Like she was like um, her fever was high. You know, her throat was hurting. She had a cough and things like that. It was like a real bad cold. Um, so she was like, uh, you know, this is mind you, this is. This is when they first, first told us about quarantining and uh, groups attending and all that type of stuff like that. So she went and got tested. She wanted me to go with her. But just like I told y'all, I'm like, I'm not going to get that thing stuck on my nose. I keep crazy. I'm like, she went and got tested. um, And the day, actually, the day that she went and got tested was the day that she actually started feeling better. Like, it was just, you know, she just got over a cold or whatever it was. So, um. I want to say about a week. Oh, yeah, it was it was it was exactly a week later. They called and told her that she actually had it. But by that time, I'm like, well, I haven't been. I'm lying. I, it was around the time she was feeling bad. I was feeling a little bad. It wasn't as bad as her. Like I didn't have the a high fever and stuff like that. But my throat was a little scratchy and I had like a little bit of a cough. But that was about it. Um. So yeah, when they told her that it was that she had um that she had tested positive for it. Uh. By that time, both of us were feeling back to normal. I mean, we still quarantined and told everybody that we had came in contact with the past, I mean, the prior um, few weeks. But it was it was really like, is this virus as serious as they're really telling us that it is? Or is it serious for certain types of people who have certain, you know what I'm saying, pre-existing conditions? Yeah. And that's what I think it is. I think it's serious for certain types of people that have certain previous underlying health issues. Um, mm-hmm. Like another person that I know of, he tested positive for it and they asked him like, okay, well, you know, he was feeling fine. He went to the hospital for bad stomach pains and they say, you tested positive for it. Can you sign this document to put you on a ventilator? And he was like, fuck no. And he literally like left the hospital and I'm like, thank <laughs> God he did because you signed it. I feel like they were putting people on ventilators because it was so many people and they think, okay, let me try to hurry and put them on a ventilator before it attacked their lungs so it can help them breathe. But I think it was too much. It was just an easy way to monitor everybody. Right. So I think that's why the ventilator problem was so like heavily used. But I I don't think it's 
I don't think it's like like Lauren said. I don't think it's as bad as as for everybody. Like certain mm-hmm. people, yeah, it's deadly, but not for everybody. Yeah, I mean, it's still a serious thing, though. I mean, you don't take it for granted. I mean, you see people die right. from it. But, right, you know, right, right, right. You can't be, you know, uh, too curious with it. But it's something I did want to talk to you guys about. Um, so recently, I had an issue with some of my uh, friends, quotation marks, over these protests, riots, and whatnot. Um, so I went to Brother Martin for high school. So of course, I've not met a lot of the white people. I'm still cool to this day. And I followed a lot of people. Yeah, I definitely had to follow because we were kind of getting to this, uh, I guess, debate, if you would say. You can check on my actual Facebook page. You can kind of see it stuff yourself. Uh, basically, you know, I'm not really a Trump supporter, which is obvious at this point. Mm-hmm. And I made a post about Trump saying, you know, if you lock these guys up, you know, no problem. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be solved. Like, it just, whatever. They were saying, oh, um, I don't understand, you know, why, why the riots happen. So I'll try to break it down to them. Like, all these unarmed black men are getting killed. The cops are not being held accountable. You have COVID-19. People are out of work. You know, 40 million people are out of work. I mean, and then you see, you know, Floyd getting killed on live TV on Instagram by a cop, white cop, and nothing happens. Okay, we we've had enough at this point. That's what caused a riot. Now, me personally, mm-hmm. do I agree with it? Mm, kind of, sort of, but I understand it. They couldn't understand it. So, and then one guy said, "Oh, why did Colin Kaepernick decide to take a knee during Football Sunday?" I'm like, "Well, so motherfuckers he, won't loot." <laughs> I'm like, "Well, first of all, he's a professional athlete. You are a football player." Millions of people watch football on Sundays. Why don't you use that platform to bring awareness to, you know, your your cause? They couldn't see that. He said, oh, why not do it in the middle of the week? What? How are we going to see that in the middle of the fucking week? That is my point. I'm like, it gets to a point where I can't just, I can't talk to a wall. I'm I'm tired of it. So what I did, block you. I'm friends you. So, my question to you guys, have you been surprised by some people's stance, like saying something, not saying something towards, you know, Trump or the riots slash protests? Absolutely. Um, I, I had to unfriend, like, a lot of Black people to my surprise. They were just ignorant. Like, one guy was like, for the protest, the protest that was on the bridge, that first one. He comes on there and was like, yo, if I was on that bridge, I would have rolled over and I got to get to work. And I'm like, nigga, these people are protesting for your funky ass. You want to run over somebody that's trying to help you out? Like, I, I couldn't correlate, like, I couldn't understand why he felt that way. Then he came back and made a post like I have a question about these protests and I'm like I know it's an ignorant ass question so let me just unfriend him <laughs> before I have to say something because I'm like even even if you don't agree with the looting you still have to understand like oh okay them niggas mad as fuck like right. you have to they have to click in your head at some point me when it comes down to rioting and looting burn that shit down take whatever the fuck you want to take like, those are big corporate businesses. They're insured. I'm more than sure Gucci have insurance. They're going to get that shit back. Rolex is going to get that shit back. These men that lost their lives, these women that lost their lives, they don't, we, they don't have no insurance for that. We can't go cash in a check and say, hey, I want to get George Floyd back. Right. So I get why people are burning shit because they're saying, no, we want you to listen. How many times have people peacefully protested? How many times has Kaepernick peacefully taken a knee? Not even his whole team, just the one person off of what? 52 roster? 50, how many players on the team? 53. One, one person. One person. You complaining about somebody that took a knee every Sunday, one person. He didn't do anything to you. He didn't say anything like out the way. He just simply took a knee. And you're going to bitch and complain about that? I don't get it. 
You a black ball. Yeah, man. That, um, speaking on the 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 writing and shit, like I was telling my uh my brother this the other day, like people are people are hopeless at this point. People are to a point where they 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 have pretty much convinced themselves. Well, I don't want to say convinced themselves. America has convinced them that things are just not going to get better. Yep. Like it, it's just not. So you know what? I don't give a fuck no more. I don't give a fuck if me writing is gonna is gonna make anything better because regardless, it's not gonna make anything better. So why not just fuck this shit up? What I don't agree with is people fucking up black businesses. Like, I don't want to. That's True. counterproductive as fuck. Like I don't understand. True. That. Yeah. Like, I don't I agree. understand that. But it's like you said, Gucci's. Like go to Sac. Go to Sac. Go down to Canal Street. Go to Sac's. Have a fucking ball. I've been have waiting. Have a ball in that bitch. I've been waiting for the sex riot. <laughs> like, have a ball. Like, they go get all the Balenciagas and all that stuff back. They go get all that back. They go be but straight. I, I mm-hmm. think in the, like in the middle of the process of them, like, burning stuff down, like, oh, we're building this this. I'm going to this one down. This one, a black business? Um, I'm, I'm holding off on that next one. I think it was just in the middle. Like, it just, it was it just happened middle, like that. But it was also, I've all, I don't know if you guys seen videos, but I've also seen videos where there are white people that infiltrate these protests in Starship. I've seen yep. videos of NYPD breaking storefronts in New York. I've seen, I think, Chicago PD place bricks in certain areas of the protests. I've seen a white man trying to pay somebody to loot his own business. I saw, so a video of cops, I saw a video of like a bunch of cops fucking up their own cop truck to make it seem like the protesters did it. Yes. Like, perfect example. I'm glad you brought that up. LAPD. I don't know if y'all know who Sheikology is. I follow her on Instagram. She's like a rapper. She's really, really dope. She went to the protest and she literally filmed from the time she got there to the time she was detained. Um, she said when they got there, they already had three police cars stationed in the area. She said there was no LAPD in the area. She said when LAPD arrived, they all arrived together in paddy wagons and like police armor trucks. So she was like, they just feel like those police cars were strategically placed in certain areas so it can get destroyed. And I can believe that. Like you want to paint us out. You want to make us look like animals. You want to have a reason to, to come out with force. So yeah, mm-hmm. you want to do shit to make us Look bad. I also seen a video where some white protesters walked in like a group of black people. I think it was Memphis, maybe. And they had bricks in their hand and they had a police cruiser and it was about to slam that shit in. And a black lady was like, no, like we're trying to peacefully protest. Don't do that shit. Get the fuck from out of here with that because you're making us look bad. Like we're fighting Mm -hmm. to be heard, but all they see is the damage and they're blaming us. Right. Right. I mean, but to speak on me, me having to like un unfollow or unfriend anybody. Yeah. Um. Fortunately, I I really haven't. All the people on my time, I mean, I went to like public schools my whole life. I really only know black people, so that that's probably why it makes sense. But mm-hmm. I've definitely, I've definitely, um, I could definitely see you, uh, BK, un- unfollowing black people who's like say say stupid, ignorant stuff like that. Because I mean, it's just like they're not. I don't even want to say they're not conscious of what's going on. It's just at that time, something they probably have to get to work or some shit like that. And it's just at the time that's more important to you. And it's like, you're not looking at the bigger picture, like calm down. Like, right. You, you, you know what I'm saying? You need to relax and take a step back and understand why the fuck these people are on this bridge. It's not because they feel like second line and no shit like that. Like some real shit and going I, on. And I, and I also like to say, like I say about a, a lot of people, not everybody in New Orleans, but New Orleans people, some of them, if something don't affect you personally, mm-hmm. you don't see the bigger picture of it. So yeah. if it's not something that's been directed toward you or someone or somebody that you really love, you don't really get the whole picture. You just, you know, you just go about your business. And I yeah. think that's the mindset a lot of us have to get out of because I always say there's strength in numbers. Yep. Once we all can come together and be on the same page, you cannot stop us mm-hmm. no matter who you are. It's, yeah. it's just, it has to be strength in numbers. We all have to be on the same page in a playbook. Right. So, um, what well, Lauren wanted to ask you, was there like, uh, I mean, I've seen some pictures here and there. There's a lot of, uh, you think there's a lot of white people out there with you uh, protesting? Yeah, there were. There was a lot of white people. Um, yeah. I was, and I, I honestly shouldn't have been surprised at this, but I was. There, 
I was actually surprised at how many black people are actually out there. Because, you know, like, things like, yeah, things like this, like, in the past, when we had, like, protests and stuff like that for, like, um, events like this, it's usually a lot of white people you see, like, and it's like, where are all the black people at? But, like, this time, it was, like, it was so many black people. It was crazy. But, there, yeah, there were a lot of white people out there. There were. Yeah, sure. Were they? Sorry, Marlon. But I had just started something when you brought up um, people out there. I don't know if y'all seen Kaya. Um, response, but she was talking about like people of color as a whole. Were there mm-hmm. any other races that you noticed out there, Hispanic or maybe Asian, like other people of color mm-hmm. who was at the protest? I did see some Asians out there. I did. I did not. I didn't see too many Hispanic people. I don't recall, but I did see a lot of Asians out there. I did. Nice. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I mean. It's kind of good to see that, you know, we do have allies in different uh, races and cultures. Mm-hmm. You know, I do appreciate, like, you know, some you know, white guys hitting me up, you know, being supportive. I mean, that means a lot, especially, you know, what's going on right now. But so in closing, I did want to ask you guys about one thing about, you know, this whole uh, Black Lives Matter um, street sign in uh, Washington, D.C. Do you think it's, you know, legit? Or I think it's another, you know, publicity stunt. I think it's bold. I think That's it's bold. That's a good answer. I, I think it's I think it's legit because the mayor the mayor she's a black woman, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, don't I think know. I think the mayor is a black woman, but I also think it's a media thing to piss Trump off because you gotta look at where it's placed. So yeah, <laughs> it leads directly to the White House. Yeah. So I think it's, I think it's a little bit of bold. I think she was like, I'm about to I'm about to fuck with this nigga real quick. And show him. So I think it's both. Yeah, I feel the same way. Um, I think it's I think it's a legit publicity stunt. I think it's both. Like BK said, um, I I think it's I think it's meant to send a message mm-hmm. to kind of like you said to kind of get a reaction out of Trump because you know he's very impulsive with his with his power. Um, and he's very petty. Like he doesn't like people taking shots at him and stuff like that. So kind of to see like where 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 his head is at as far as how he feels about it because he oh my god that dude that bro <laughs> yeah he uh, like i have i don't follow somebody on facebook too with comparing you know trump's interpretation of thugs and obama made a comment of saying thugs from the baltimore riot i think in 2015 i can't remember but like i'm not even gonna even waste my energy you can compare a child like Trump to Obama, not yeah, really. Yeah, that's, that's that. crazy. Like I ain't, I ain't got time for that. Just no. nah. But I think it's interesting for sure. I mean, to piss off Trump is, I find it amusing. So we need yeah. one right leading up to the Superdome. So every time Drew Brees has got to roll up, he's reminded. That black yeah. Make 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 him pay for it, huh? Make him make him pay for it. He needs to pay for it. I want somebody to ask Drew Brees why does he support Trump? Because mm. you can you can you can you can not like somebody, you know what I'm saying, and still kind of kind of support what they want to do, but not like the way they go about. You know what I'm saying getting there to that destination. Um, right. So I I kind of I kind of wonder why Drew Brees supports. I kind of wonder why anybody who supports Trump supports Trump. That's that. That's that. I think that's that white privilege. Yeah. Like that's all I can see. Yeah, because uh, if anybody wants to answer that question, would be Malcolm Jenkins. Cause ain't gonna lie, like up until that point, until he spoke, no, I was laughing my ass off, and everybody was going in on Drew Brees, like you know, fuck Drew Brees, he ain't shit, blah blah. But then I saw Malcolm Jenkins like make his video post. I was like, wow, because dude was actually crying, like with that video. I'm like, Damn. you see, now see, let me. I let actually me didn't say see it. Malcolm Jenkins' video. You didn't I see didn't it? see his video either. Okay, well, I'll, he... I'll send. I sent to both of you. But yeah, he was literally legitimately crying, like brother, like you know, I consider you as a friend, and you want to say some bullshit like that. And what's crazy about it was, I think before he posted the video, he made like I think two original videos be deleted it and then mm-hmm. drew reached out to him to talk to him about the whole issue but he still wants to post a video let everybody know hey you know this is how i feel which 
I respect about Malcolm Jenkins. He, he's a real one. I'm I'm pissed he left Philly, but you know I'm happy <laughs> that he's here in New Orleans. But yeah, it was uh it was real. I, it was really heartfelt for sure. Cause he said some 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 things a while back about Cap protesting that I wasn't feeling. So I'm on the fence with Malcolm. Well, I'm on the I fence think- with him. I think with Malcolm, he was more so, okay, so kind of like with Jay-Z, like, okay, so Cap, he took a knee. What's next? What's the next step? So, you know, Malcolm did the whole players uh, coalition about, you know, raising money to uh, for social injustice in the part of the NFL. So that was kind of something he did. So, yeah, this is, bro, just throw 2020 away, huh? Just throw the whole year away. Just throw the whole year away. That's just... <laughs> <laughs> the whole year. Yeah. So, uh, in closing, any uh, closing remarks from anybody before we uh, get out of here? Um. Yeah. If you protest, Lawrence, this is for you. Make sure you stay safe. I got Be you. alert. I got you. Wear your mask. And anybody else who was going out and protesting. Mm-hmm. You, Lawrence. You got. Uh, one. Thank y'all for having me again. Um, I think. The topics we had today was like real, real dope. I think um, for your, for your like future, well, I don't want, I don't want to say the next one, whichever one, any future podcast you have, um, especially dealing with topics like this. I always wonder why celebrities with like a lot, a lot of power don't speak up more in, in times like this. Like uh, Beyonce will be a good example. I don't, I never feel like Beyonce speaks up enough. You know what I'm saying? Especially with oh. all the power that she has. Marlon, do we have time? Don't mean to cut you off, Lawrence, because I, I do want to touch on that. Marlon, how much time do we have left? Oh, I'm not exactly sure. So go ahead, but you got to be okay. So I'm glad you brought that up, Lawrence, because I had been seeing this girl post a lot about celebrities not saying stuff. And mm-hmm. I am like a diehard Jay-Z fan. And the girl post was, I don't see Jay-Z at the, at the protest. Like, I don't see him doing anything. And I will say this. They don't speak up. Like, they don't say stuff out in public a lot. But what I will say is Jay-Z does a lot of behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they don't want to, and I'm just assuming, mm-hmm. I think they don't want to come off as, like, the West family. You know, every time they get somebody out of jail, Kim tweets it. Um, and I appreciate yeah. it because she's actually doing good for the community. Yep. But Jay-Z actually does, he does a lot of shit behind the scenes. I don't know if you heard of his um, Reform Alliance. He's the owner in that. If you follow that page, they actually like will update like things that he has done or things that they're working on, like lawyers who he hired for people. Uh, Ahmad Aubrey lawyer, I don't think, was able to get to where the court date was and he gave him his jet um putting up money and funds for families making that phone call to a minnesota what governor a mm-hmm. mayor to get that general attorney change. I, think it was, I think it was a mayor i think it was a mayor i think it was yeah. the mayor so they kind of do like it's quiet but it's behind the scenes yeah but mm-hmm. I, I think I would also appreciate if they would come out and release statements or say, hey, I'm riding with you. And I'm more than sure that NFL statement, Jay-Z had something to do with that, mm-hmm. that apology. Mm-hmm. But I want them to give Cap an apology, a personal yeah. apology. Definitely. They owe him that. Definitely. But, yeah, I mean, um, and I didn't know and I didn't know anything about any of that stuff you uh, said, so I'm glad you just informed me. But, um, but like you said, uh, it would – they, I don't think they realize the 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 power they would give the community if they did speak out. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like they would. I agree. They would, I mean, it is Beyonce literally dictates the way most black women move in their life. Like, do you understand? You know what I'm saying? If she came out like, yeah, we about to, man, it would be crazy, you know. So it would right. be good if they could speak out a little bit more. It would, and I agree. And I feel like it would change the mindset of a lot of people just because you mm-hmm. see people that you like and you support believe in something and, and, and put time and stuff, that'll be like, oh, okay, maybe, you know, I could do that. I could put my energy into that. Like, you know, people really do look up to them. So I, I agree. Um, I think they do need to be more vocal, especially in the Black community. So I want to see how this plays out when it's time to vote. So if we're going to see them putting out any voting campaigns, I feel like that's going to be interesting too, because we have P. Diddy saying, 
keep your vote hostage from Mr. Voter Die. And I'm like, nah, bro. It's the wrong message, Sean. Yeah, even with, yeah, I mean, I get what he's saying, but at the same time, if we hold our vote hostage, Trump it will be me back, back in the office, office again for another four years. And, bro, I'm not, I'm not, bro. If I'm Trump is in Trump. office again for another four years, I got to get my fucking passport and find somewhere to go. <laughs> I'm on Wakanda. Fuck all that. <laughs> like, wait, like Wakanda, Wakanda, or Wakanda, Atlanta? Like, which one are you going to Oh, shit. Good point. Uh, where uh, <laughs> the child is at? <laughs> where the vibranium is at? Where the vibranium is at? Where the vibranium is at? It's a powerful uh, resource right there. But uh, I do say a lot of um, celebrities have spoken up. Like Diddy, he spoke up. Um, a lot of sports guys, like LeBron, spoke up, of course. <sighs> that girl, that boy. Uh, Tony, uh, Tony uh, Long River name is gonna tell LeBron, you know, shut up and dribble. But when Drew Brees made a comment, it's his own opinion. Like he shouldn't be judged. If I ever see her in public, I know I'm gonna beat her up. <laughs> like I just know it. Lucky for her, she ain't on Instagram because you already know people have been trolling that ass. Like that know. is up. Nah, yeah. bro, fuck all that. But uh, Lawrence, appreciate you for joining the podcast, brother. It truly means no problem, a lot. Um, we truly do appreciate it, brother. I really do. I mean, you want to come on the podcast? I mean, that means a whole lot. Really do. No problem, man. Y'all can have right, me back yeah. anytime. Let me know, bro. Absolutely. Uh, BK, any closing remarks? Um, let's keep Martin in our prayers. Yeah. Once again, if you guys are protesting, please be safe. Please be safe from police, COVID. White supremacists, pay attention to your surroundings, and just let's let's keep fighting this good fight. Yeah, yep. I do. I did want to say uh, happy birthday to uh, Breonna Taylor. She was on twenty seventh. Oh yeah, today. happy birthday. Yeah, yes, she's gonna be here because of, of course, you know, BS. But you know, we are praying for her, her family, George Floyd, and his family. And fighting for, yeah, yeah, this is this is real, but. Hopefully, we have a brighter future because right now, this ain't it. Mm-mm. Yeah, so, all right, y'all. David Dollar Show Podcast, another episode in the books. Thanks for All right. And that's another episode. Give us a like and follow on Facebook and Instagram at Daily Dollar Show Podcast. And listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more.